All right. Hey, hey, lovebirds. Welcome to the For Richer or Poorer podcast, where we explore money and marriage for the modern couple. This is Jake. And I'm Jane, and we're your hosts. So let's get started. Today, we are going to be talking about priorities and pivots. I get questions so often that are along these lines. Where do I start? How do I keep going? Budgets don't work for me. And what do I do when things change? I just got thrown this curveball. How do I adjust? So we are going to go over those three basic questions today and give you some really concrete steps to building the foundation for your financial plan. As a financial counselor, I have a lot of opportunities to ask people what they think the first step to creating a budget is. And on our Instagram a few weeks ago, I put a poll out for all of my followers asking them what they thought the first step to creating a budget was. And I'd say a good probably 90% of people, maybe even more, maybe like 95% said that the first step to creating a budget was either calculating your income or gathering your expenses. And I'm going to be totally honest. If you Google, how do I make a budget? That's exactly what you're going to find. And it's a good step. It's just not the best one. All right, let's take time now to make a budget and grab a piece of paper, grab a pen, use your phone if you need to, and come up with the three things that matter to you most. There are a variety of things. For example, it can be your faith, it can be traveling the world, it can be eating out or things that you want to do with your family, it can be retirement or education is really important to you. There's just so many different places, but making sure you you know that there are three. These can be whatever you want them to be. And I want them to be like big umbrellas. What are the three most important things that come to mind when you think about your priorities? So when Jake and I sat down and did this, we came up with our faith, our family, and travel. And we recognize that we don't make a million dollars a year. That would be really nice, but we don't. And, and so that's where our family, um, and that, that includes our friends that are like family, and travel come into play because we would much rather spend our money on experiences rather than things. And if that is not you, that is 1000% okay. There is no right or wrong answer here. This is what are your top three most important things. So what happens if you get to this point and you're not sure what to write down? Don't worry. It's totally normal. It happens all the time. And either you can't come up with enough or there's a million priorities that you want to put down. For the purpose of this exercise, I do want you to come up with just three. Three simple umbrella priorities and if you aren't sure then maybe we can try a separate activity i want you to go to your bank accounts wherever you spend your money whether that be your credit cards or your actual bank account and look at the different transactions i tell people if you don't know what your priorities are show me your spending and i will tell you what your priorities are because we naturally spend money in the places that we feel are important So go check out your spending 
and then come back. Your priorities are going to feed your goals and your goals are going to feed your budget, which ultimately is going to determine your spending habits. And for example, um, Jake and I mentioned that our top three priorities until recently were our family, our faith, and travel. And that fed into our goals, specifically with travel, that we want to go on a big family vacation every single year. That's really important for us to have those experiences and those bonding moments with our kids. And because money doesn't grow on trees, we have to prioritize the vacation line on our budget every single month. We have to put money into that category. Does that mean we have to sacrifice somewhere else? Absolutely. I heard a saying once, I don't remember who said it, but he said, you should be able to spend extravagantly in areas that you love and cut back mercilessly in areas that you don't. So if we are thinking about that and thinking about our priorities, all the sacrifices that we have to make because we might not have enough money become worth it because we're spending in the areas that we really truly love and we're not wasting our time, our money, and our effort in areas that aren't going to add enough value to your life. When we look at cutting back our expenses, in my office at work, every Friday, it's Chick-fil-A Friday. Sometimes it's hard to say no because I really want a frozen lemonade. (laughs) But most of the time, it's not that bad because while they're eating Chick-fil-A, we're saving to go on a trip to Iceland or most recently we went to Disneyland and the Cook Islands. And that is way more value added to our life and our family than going to Chick-fil-A every single Friday. So to pull from last week's podcast, we, when I was younger, my thing was I always wanted to go to Jamba Juice. I always wanted to go to In-N-Out. I always wanted to go snowboarding. And the last one, I wanted to go to Sacramento Kings games. That (laughs) was my priority as a teenager before my mission. I wanted to do those things. Don't worry. The Kings are on the sleep (laughs) train. If you get it, you get it. They are, unfortunately, on the sleep train. You're right, Jane. But that was my priorities then. Shifting to now, it's a very big change. And it's revolving. And it's different. And that is okay even in your adulthood as before with my teenage years to now being an adult and, and having more responsibilities and more... Uh, more things that I need to to worry about. We like to say pivoting instead of changing. Changing suggests reinventing the wheel, and oftentimes we just need to readjust, and that's okay. As you move from being single to being married, you will need to pivot. As you move through different stages in your marriage, you are going to need to pivot. When you pivot together as a couple, it brings power to your marriage. There's really two reasons why you would pivot. One is out of necessity. The second would be because maybe you finally realize that you deserve better or you want something different than what you currently have. And if you keep your habits the way they are, you're not going to get to that place that you want. So with the first one, if we are changing out of necessity, it really just depends on what that necessity is. If you are listening to this podcast for the big announcement that we have. (laughs) Our top three priorities have changed significantly, more than once since COVID has started. Yes. 
So our original top three was our family, our faith, and travel. Then because you can't travel anymore, (laughs) at least for the foreseeable future, we changed the last one to our uh, physical well-being. So it's our family, our faith, and our physical well-being. Well, then it also took a lo- another little change, which also is, it corresponds with physical well-being, and that is our family, our faith, and a new baby. Surprise! <laughs> <laughs> so, growing our family is totally changing our budget. Yeah. We have a lot more medical bills now. We want to buy a new car so that we can fit our friends and our family in our car to have those local experiences. Yep. And you better believe she's looking at Pinterest for everything under the sun of a, of switching in new colors and new schemes and Jane is a DIYer. She loves the help of course uh from from James her stepdad. And he is amazing and and helps us with so many things. But she loves getting her hands dirty and trying to make fun and creative new things. So she's going to do that with the baby's room and with Peyton's room and make that all kind of correlate and and come together. So so it is a lot of give and take with our budget and with where money might be be heading. And let's be honest, babies are just expensive. Diapers are expensive. Clothes are expensive. So that is a, a necessary pivot. For our family absolutely not that not one that we can really choose or we just want to pivot we have to pivot 100 so what happens even if this isn't the case but maybe you go through the traditional steps of creating a budget so we've looked at our priorities we've come up with our goals and we do the math right the adding and subtracting of our expenses and our income and there's just not enough money left over at the end of the month how do you decide what gets paid for and what doesn't hmm. these priorities yeah these priorities and your basic life necessities are going to guide your decision so when i say basic life necessities i mean your housing your food your transportation we cover those three things first every single month and then our priorities if those things are covered fabulous let's look at our priorities if not you know what We are just in survival mode. We have to take care of those first. But let's assume we're good and um, we're trying to decide, okay, do I keep my gym membership? Can I keep the the upkeep of my hair and going to the salon? And um, can we keep the ESPN membership? Mm, Which one (laughs) stays and which ones go? Yeah. You know, so you have to decide, okay, if I'm looking... Um, at our priorities and maybe self-care is one of those priorities and um, there's you know two forms I guess what I would traditionally say on my side of the fence of self-care with the hair and the the nails okay maybe I need to choose one that's one of the first things to go if we still need to cut back further great which is going to provide more self-care the let's say the nails because I do enjoy a good pedicure or ESPN And these are hard decisions to make. Mm. They're really hard. And we're going to give you five tools that are going to help you with this and help you become one with your spouse. Because it's never fun and it's never easy when it comes down to something he wants and something you want and something has to give. Mm. But that's what we look at first. Is the expense that you're contemplating keeping fulfilling a basic life necessity? And is it feeding a priority? 
If it is not doing either one of those, it can get crossed off the list. Also recognize that when we cut something out, even if it's something you really enjoy, it doesn't have to be forever. These are not permanent forever changes. It's temporary for your situation, and once your situation changes and evolves, then it might be an appropriate time to add it back in. Yeah, and going with that, the changes that can be made or need to be made, maybe you don't like what you see, and you don't like that you're putting money uh, towards a gym. We had a great gym that had a pool, had a hot tub, had a sauna, had, had everything. Child care. It had childcare, <laughs> and Peyton loved it, and they loved Peyton. It was amazing. And I was going back to school, and it just didn't work. So we had to cut it out and go to a gym that was more accessible in my location where I'd be, but without childcare, without a pool, without a hot tub and a sauna. And that was a, a change that I didn't want to see necessarily happen, but it was very necessary and it ended up working out great. Um, I think also within that change is I decided to drop my gym membership altogether Yeah. because I have a gym at work that I can use. Not that I prefer that gym, but I do. And overall, that decision saved us over $70 a month. Yeah. And now we cancel my gym membership because I also have a gym where I work. So it it's one of those things where we can still, and this is what we call a step-down principle as well, which we can definitely cover in another episode, but you take something that you're currently doing, if it really is an important priority, right? Our physical health and our well-being is absolutely a priority and we take something that was expensive and you try and get it down to the lowest cost possible so we went from spending almost $90 a month at a gym to spending nothing and still being able to work out our bodies and be healthy and um, you know have all the benefits from that now is that a possibility for everyone no not everyone has a gym at work and that's okay right we're trying to get down to the smallest dollar possible when we look at, it's not necessarily a necessity, but it is a change we want to make because we want to get somewhere else. So you have to identify who the key players are in the decision-making process and in being able to execute it. So there are so many different examples of the key players or the ones that really are going to make the difference. So, so the NBA is up and running and there are so many different angles I could take this, but I'm going to just take one. The Phoenix Suns are a very surprised team right now. They have been not so good throughout the entire year, and now that they're in the bubble, they have one superstar, and his name is Devin Booker. And he is really talented and really good. No one thinks that there's just enough around him to, to really make it work. They've won six games in a row in this bubble down in Florida, and this correlates with being able to know who's on your team, know who you have in your circle to help you to be successful. They found a way in this short time, or I guess these few months off, to make it work. So too, can you change what you're doing that's not working so hot, that's not going to make it, and maybe make as the Suns could do, a playoff spot. So you never know. You, you can make improvements to be successful. So here's a fun fact about Jane. 
I do not watch sports, mostly because I don't understand them. If I'm I trying, had, everyone. I'm trying. <laughs> if I had to have a favorite sport, it probably would be basketball or soccer because they're easier to understand. Football, I'm a hot mess. It, I will cook for the Super Bowl party. Yes. I will decorate. Yes. I will make that place hopping, but you know what? I am not watching the game. <laughs> I'm taking pictures of my husband freaking out. Uh... Pretty much Dang what it, I got. <laughs> Homer! <laughs> Basically, what I got out of that is you can be a superstar. You can know all the tricks. You can have all the skill. But you can't do it by yourself. Yeah. You have to be a good team player. You have to rely on other people. Absolutely. So if we're going to talk about this in budgeting terms... You might be the nerd in your relationship where you like doing the numbers, you like crunching them, setting out the plan, short-term, long-term, you have it color-coded, detailed. But you know what? If your spouse is not on board with you, all of that effort was for nothing. It can go out the window. You have to be able to get on the same page with your spouse, and it's hard, and it takes some good communication skills. And in a few episodes, we're going to talk about financial date night and how that can really help you get on the same page with your spouse and also changing your mindset so that you can have open communication that you don't just, you know, taking everything so personally. When you are budgeting with a significant other and you identify that significant other as a key player, because I sure as heck hope they are, you need to sit down and write out your priorities separately. Because you know what? What's important to Jake may not necessarily be important to me. But we have to come together after we write those three down and be willing to compromise. And be willing to get on the same page so when we do get to those goals and priorities and so we, when we do get to those goals and budget, we're moving forward together. Because two horses pulling in the opposite direction is not going to get you where you need to go. You need the powerhouse moving together. So write them down separately, come together on a financial date night, and be ready to compromise. Now, sometimes we think that our individual hobbies or individual interests automatically mean it's a priority. But here's where it might not necessarily be so. I love flowers. I worked in the wedding industry for many years And every single time we go into the grocery store, I will go and run my hands over those flowers. Literally every time she sees them. (laughs) Just because I love them and I'll smell them. And guess what? I can actually smell them now because I don't work in a flower shop anymore. (laughs) And Jake knows like if, if he wants to surprise me with something special, he brings home two bunches of hydrangea and calls it good. And that's all he has to do. Now, Jake, on the other hand, when we first got married... He surprised me with his shoes. Tell us about your shoe fetish. So I ran, when I was in high school, track and cross country. So shoes were very important. They had to feel good. They had to give me my my bounce. And they had to look good because when you look good, you feel good. When you feel good, you you win. That's my kind of little motto. And I love my Nike free runs. And every year they come out with a new pair. I'm a very simple black white kind of combo and I call it good but I always like those new shoes and not just because I want them my toes are weird and they always stick out on the side so they'll kind of kind of rub a hole 
and maybe it's an improper shoe for my my foot size who knows maybe i've been wrong this whole time but i like them anyways who cares but i like getting the the newest ones and yeah they're like 110 dollars the first year we were married jake came to me he said hey i need to buy new shoes and i'm pretty sure i asked if we could go to like i don't know pay less or something like cool like payless is right next to work do you want to go pick up shoes and he's like no you don't understand they have to be nike and i was just i i was mind blown i was speechless i was like are you are you kidding me he's like he's like no they come out every year they have to be these specific ones and they're nike now this is not a priority that i truly understood and i don't know if jake truly understood my fetish with flowers either but does that mean that we can't be on the same page when it comes to our budget? Absolutely not. Right? We recognize it. We can plan for it. We can add it in there. But it doesn't have to be something that divides us. It definitely doesn't have to be an overarching umbrella priority. Because really, if you think about it, if I told you no, no Nikes ever, what would you tell me? Uh, be like screw you <laughs> right like i don't think i'd say that yeah but... probably not <laughs> he's much more nice than i am um, but uh, you'd probably be upset right yeah i'd probably be upset and, there um, aren't many things that i really like having true. jake doesn't really spend money on much no, so i'm a pretty simple person just... i just like my espn uh, how we talked about before my espn app because i like mm-hmm. streaming games mm-hmm. when i can espn and nike shoes that's right okay mom Okay, cool. So let's recap. You need to identify what it is you want to see change. Yes. Then we have to figure out who the key players are. Mm -hmm. Do our priorities separately. Come together. Do them together. And don't feel embarrassed. Like, what is important to you? You you need to be upfront. You need to be honest. And say, this is what what really I feel like I want. I feel like I I would like to have. Absolutely. If you don't, you're just going to hold that inside. And that builds resentment Mm -hmm. and drives you further apart. It's not going to help you in your end goal of having better communication, of having a more unified marriage. So absolutely, everything's on the table. And trust me, we have some really, really good tips coming on this financial date night and how you can talk about hard money conversations. But we can't fit it all in one episode. So the next thing, the third thing that we want to look at is what habits need to change to let these priorities happen. We need to identify what our triggers are. So, our top three, when we first got married, our family, our faith, and travel. When Jake and I were dating, we were actually engaged. He lived in Provo. I lived up in Logan. Both are in Utah. And he sent me a picture, and the picture was him with a sad face. And he said, this is the face you make when you can't pay your rent. I don't remember this. <laughs> I'm Clearly. Being, I'm Clearly he doesn't remember this because I, I paid his rent that month. I really don't. But what we had to do is change his habits. Because when we looked at why he couldn't pay his rent, it's because he was going to Jamba Juice every single day. There's one in Provo, like right around the corner yeah. from our, our apartment. Yeah. So we had to identify what the habit was that he wanted to change. And we had to identify what the triggers were. Um, and what he was going to do moving forward so that that didn't continue to happen because it was an unhealthy habit for many different reasons, right? So I don't know about anyone else, 
but when I was a youth and I got this from probably every single direction, both with, um, you know, my young, my young women's leaders with the, the dare programs at school, um, you know, like don't do drugs. Um, and also from my own mom and they would always say, you know what, you're getting older and, um, soon people are going to start inviting you to parties or they're going to offer you alcohol or drugs or, um, you know, they're going to want to do inappropriate things with you. What are you going to do in those situations? So we would sit down clearly when you are not in the middle of that situation, you are not feeling pressured, your emotions aren't starting to take over and you can decide very clearly what you're going to do. That applies to your budget and to your habits and your triggers. Big time. Let's decide now, why do I spend money eating out? Is it because I'm rushed? Is it because I'm tired? Is it because it's convenient? Okay, how do I get rid of those barriers so that I can save money in that area? So decide what you're going to do before it happens and prepare yourself. So we know what we want to change. We know who the key players are. We understand our habits and we're deciding beforehand what we're going to do when those triggers happen. The next biggest key, so number four, is can you make any of this automatic? There is a whole book, it's called The Automatic Millionaire, about how these, this couple became millionaires just by automating their finances. Hmm. If you can choose one time to save or to make a larger payment on a credit card bill, whatever that habit is that you're working on, instead of having to choose every single paycheck, is going to happen nine times out of ten yeah how much money is going into your 401k how much money is your health insurance costing like do some people know those numbers sure many people don't so too can we just do the same thing as as those those accounts they they go right out right when you get that money and that is how we personally are saving for a car um, we were at one point saving to pay off our house. Um, we've we've shifted um, and pivoted those goals as well. Um, but we are now making it a a necessity to to set us up for our future family and our growing family. And one great way to do that is to eliminate distractions and the risks of okay, I have this much money for my for my check from both of our checks because we're both working. And what should we use to to do what? We have our money allocated to where it needs to go, and it goes there. We we don't look at it. Um, it's kind of an out of sight, out of mind. We know we're stocking up and getting ready for, for our future. I'm telling you, if we had to decide every single paycheck, how much money to put into savings? You'd get a lot of pillows. You'd go and get pretty new things that you want. World market friends are having a good sale <laughs> on fall pillows. Oh my god! They are so cute. But you know what? I didn't do it. I did not buy those pillows. She sure wanted to. You know why? Because the money is not there. Because it is sitting in our savings. And I'm not going to touch it. So creating an automatic system literally will be a game changer for you. Yeah, it's big. It will change everything. So check with your HR. Um, see if they can set up direct deposit. A lot of times you can do it with your bank. So once your 
paycheck hits your bank account, they will move that certain portion into your savings. That's quite nice. Either way is going to work. Our fifth and final step is strengthening our alliances. Who is in your corner? Who can help you get to this place? Not just, you know, not just your spouse and being on the same page, but who is going to keep you motivated and who is going to keep you accountable? Another great way you can be productive and you can stay on track is to tell everyone. Tell your coworkers, tell your friends, tell your family, let them know you're going to be coming a little bit less often because of the gas and are making it more of a priority um, rather than eating out, for example, with, with coworkers or, or people that you see. And let them know that you're really excited about this. You're really excited to either get out of debt or set yourself up to pay for something in cash instead of have to put it on a credit card. And and really own your excitement and and help you um, to to be successful. You, this doesn't mean this doesn't mean you have to share all the details. Yeah, like they don't need to know what's in your bank account. They don't need to know how much debt you have or anything else for that matter. Rather, that you are excited to make a change. You're excited to make a change that has the potential to change your entire family tree. Absolutely. That you are going to do better and be better than what you currently are. This is one of my life missions, is to normalize financial conversations and topics (laughs) in our social groups. At work, I work very closely with other helping agencies. So other agencies that help individuals become who they are or who they need to be. And I was talking with one individual and she says there are two topics that people don't like talking about as we're having a conversation one day. She said people don't like talking about sex and money, but they are way more willing to talk about their sex life than they are their money. Hmm. What is wrong with that? Why are we so willing to talk about the most intimate details of our life, but not our money? No, we don't need to talk about savings. We don't need to talk about the goals I'm working on. Let's just talk about my love life. And it is my life mission to change that. Because if everyone knew that you were working on $10,000, you know what? They probably honestly would be jealous. They would be so excited. And then it makes those conversations a little less awkward and a little less hard when they do invite you to do something. And it doesn't become this, oh, hey, Jane's not a team player. Jane doesn't want to be our friend anymore. But they know Jane has goals. And although we can't invite her this time, maybe let's do something else that works for everyone. That is my life mission. (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk about money and normalize it. It'll be hard to do. It, the the word that always comes to me with that is pride. Pride is such a... Well, I think our culture has taught us that, right? You, We learn, even as children, that you don't ask someone how much money they make. Yeah. You, you don't do that. No. Right? Um, so, is it really going to happen in my lifetime? No. But that's okay. It'd be cool. All right, let's recap. So, number one, we really talked a lot about priorities. Priorities are the driving force in what makes anything and everything go. If we are good with where we put our priorities, we can help ourselves get out of any situation that we might befall. They truly are our foundation. They're going to drive our goals. They're going to drive our budget, which is going to drive our spending. 
are five steps to either establishing these priorities or pivoting out of necessity or want. It's identifying what you really want. What's the end goal? What's the vision? Who are the key players? What habits need to change? What are the triggers? Can we make any of it automatic? And how are we going to strengthen our alliances? Try it. Love it. Live it. Let us know how it goes. And we will see you next week.